Hey, 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 welcome back to the Passive Buddies podcast. In today's episode, me and my co-host Brandon are going to cover the five steps to building a successful affiliate marketing business. What do you do when the dream of an online business makes you work harder than a day job would? The answer, you build passive income. On the Passive Buddies podcast, we cover the myths behind passive income and how to build true financial and time freedom. Welcome to the Passive Buddies podcast. Brandon, how's things, pal? I am doing amazing. Man, we haven't been on a show in a while. I know we've been, we batch our content so you guys get uh, our content every single day or once a week, depending on how we batch them, Um, but, or depending on which platform you're looking on. But uh, yeah, it's it's good to be back on the show. Talk to uh, talk to well, we talk every day, but uh, to talk to our viewers on a podcast and share some bombs. So I'm super excited to do this. And do you know what? Obviously, as a side note, obviously before we get into that, well, yeah, it has been a while, and yeah, we took our foot off the gas creating podcasts, but. Um, we're not feeling guilty about it. So if because obviously it's just been Christmas, it's just been the holiday season. So guys, if you've come back in January and gone, oh, I've not created many posts, I've not done many sales for your affiliate marketing business, don't be too hard on yourself. At the end of the day, you still need a break, you still need to relax. So enjoying that time off that holiday season, which is why me and Brandon haven't recorded for a while. Um, enjoy it, guys, because as you say, you're, you're right back to it now. It's it's January. Everyone's hitting things hard. Everyone's excited to be back. But don't feel guilty about taking time off for you. Remember, build a business around your lifestyle, not a lifestyle around your business. But do feel guilty that you didn't use technology to still post your content <laughs> and still uh, keep your business afloat because... Um, I mean, we, we schedule all of our, all of our, we batch all of our content and then schedule it out so that you guys, uh, still have content made by us, but we can still, uh, enjoy the holiday season with our loved ones. And you guys should be doing the same so that your audience and your followers and your, uh, you know, club can still be able to enjoy the, the content, uh, that you and the value that you're putting out there. So Let's go over the five steps to building a successful affiliate marketing business. Um, take it away, Brian. Fair enough. I thought you were going to leave, but yeah, not for <laughs> So I think like with any other bit, with any business across the world, obviously you will go, oh, Brian, yeah, here we go. The same type of thing. Like you have to know who the hell you're selling to. So obviously the correct term is like define your target audience, but you need to know exactly who you are trying to help, what you are trying to achieve and all those type of things. And that wraps around the whole target audience scenario. Now, if you are jumping into affiliate marketing because you want to make money online, well, naturally, who do you want to help? Well, you'll probably want to help people who want to make money online because that's what you were doing. That's what you've been taught, et cetera. So, when you look at your target audience, some people spend weeks on this and it drives me insane. And to me, your target audience, the easiest people to sell to is you five steps back because you've gone through those pains, you've gone through those struggles, you've got, you can enter the conversations in their heads because you've had those conversations in your head. So nine times out of 10, defining your target audience for me is like, it's it's nine, it's you five steps back. Whether you are a dog lover and want to sell to dog people and you want to get loads of decent products out to dogs or dog owners, should I say, obviously the dog can't 
that can't operate Amazon. Um, so if, even at that point, it's a case of like, well, what conversations go in your head to help you supply to your dog? It's it's so much easier to tap into from a target audience point of view if it's if it's you in the past. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's that's perfect. I mean, that, what I love about being able to target your perfect audience is once you actually find the right audience, um, it's funny because when I was a personal trainer, I would just want to target anyone. I was like, anyone that wants to get in shape. And really, there's not really, there's kind of like little clicks of people or demographics of people that want to keep in shape and hire a trainer and um, actually get results and that sort of thing. So that comes down to second point number two, which is find the right prospects because not everyone is going to be the right prospect. Like me, when I was, like I said, was a personal trainer and trying to accept everyone, uh, that really wasn't, everyone wasn't the right prospect. So it's really just niching down and finding uh, the right people that align with what you have to sell. And so for us targeting, like um, I was just telling Brian uh, previously when I was off, uh, when we we're off the podcast, I was like, man, I just realized something like before when I was uh, targeting, when I was selling uh, SaaS, uh, when I was pretty much taking high level, which is a software company, uh, the SaaS product and I put my own white label in it and I sold it as my own, I was targeting ClickFunnels users because they were the right prospect for what I was selling because they were already using a software. And it's funny that we're talking about this and it happened to align what we were just talking about off the air, but um, ClickFunnels users were already using a similar product for their business. And so if I showed them high level and how it was uh, better in, in my regards, in my opinion, Brian might think differently, <laughs> but um, I, I think he's turning though. I'll have to, I'll have to see. Um, but like those people wanted a, a software, a funnel builder that allowed them to help grow their small business um, or help them for their entrepreneur needs. And so I showed them high level and they, it was the right prospect that needed that software. That's kind of like you need to find someone who's going to use a product. That's like um, trying to sell, say, like a personal trainer, another type of protein. They're already using protein. You need to show them a, a better product or a better way of doing things that they're already kind of doing. Like you're not going to sell uh, like a, a, a football to a golfer because he's not going to use uh, that football in what he's doing or however he's going on with life. So finding the right prospect is super important and really, uh, defining that those two steps is really what's going to set you apart when being successful with affiliate marketing. What do you think, Brian? You're absolutely right. Obviously there's no point. The right prospect has to be, like you have to qualify them in a way like, did I fit this bill or will they, like, will they, can they afford the product? Are they interested in the product? Will this product help them? Which I always think is actually super, super important. Yeah, Don't just sell any crap to anybody. Like, make sure the product you are promoting actually works. And I think finding the right prospect online has never been easier. Like, for instance, my Brandon was selling high level to ClickFunnels users. Now, so what was the tactic? Brandon goes into the ClickFunnels Facebook group, which has got a quarter of a million people in there, 
all have had an interest or have click funnels. That's a big, big fishing pond to mm. go after. He's found the right prospects because he knows if you can sell them a better opportunity or a new opportunity, because I know high level has different aspects that ClickFunnels doesn't. Now, if you can show them, oh, well, actually, it takes two seconds to build a funnel or two seconds to funnel hack, which is the concept in ClickFunnels with high level, then absolutely fantastic. And you can show how you can save time, you can save money, etc., and you can get your products out faster, which is what everyone wants. So Brandon right. went into a pool of people of quarter of a million people because there's a Facebook group of the congregation of the exact people Brandon was looking for. Another place he could have went is Russell Brunson's Facebook page. So every time he's got a thousand likes, there's probably a good portion of people who are funnel builders who may be looking at a different opportunity. Instagram's the exact same. Go to an Instagram page of people who your target audience would probably follow and start building relationships there. It's Finding the right prospects should never actually ever be an issue anymore because the pools of congregations are just everywhere. Yeah, I mean, they, what's great about Facebook and LinkedIn and using hashtags on Instagram or using hashtags on TikTok is the, the groupings have already been made the congregations, the pools, whatever you want to call them have already been established on these social media platforms. And now you can do it organically and post it. And this is going to be step number three, promote yours and um, your community's success. So you already have those communities and you can show people the actual tools and how they work for your customers how they work for you, um, how they've been able to save you time with, like Brian was talking about, with funnel hacking. So for instance, what funnel hackers do, if you don't know what that is, is essentially they model someone who has been success in their uh, particular niche, be it say like green drinks or fitness or uh, coaching on how to do ballet, I don't know, whatever. Um, they model their funnel and then they tweak it based on their own copy and their own images and their own testimonials. But they have a outline of what a funnel is. And then they literally with high level, you can copy it and download that exact page and then put your own uh, wording in there and just, sh- just shift it. I'm guessing you could even probably use chat GPT to, uh, to rewrite some of the copy on that. I'm sure that's a possibility. And then obviously use chat GPT to generate images and all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, this is not a uh, topic on chat GPT, chat GPT, but uh, I figured that since it's a hot topic right now, just add a little bit of uh, tips that you could do on that. But yeah, you would literally just promote with um, your how to use the software, how to, uh, or I mean, don't use my example, but just anything, promote whatever you're doing, but also don't just always sell. So many, I think I see this all the time with affiliate marketers is it's business, business, business. And if people see that, they get tuned out and you want to, I always, and this is probably going to be golden for a lot of people that uh, listen to this, but um, you should, uh, and if this is an amazing tip and this blew your mind, then definitely subscribe to the channel because I think that this uh, 
golden nuggets get dropped like this all the time. So you don't want to miss out on them. But when people post only on business, and this is this golden nugget, people uh, essentially tune out on it. So if you can post other things that are similar, people like related working with people that are similar to them. So for instance, like all a lot of the stuff I a lot of my audience tends to be men. And so if I'm able to post about my wife and our vacations or my dog and someone else has a dog that's similar and they like their dog. And then like when they pictures to Bali and well, I didn't go to Bali. I went to Bora Bora. So people, someone that went to Bora Bora and saw like our pictures of our, our overwater bungalow and, you know, all those things and people can relate to that outside of business then you show people that you were similar to them and then they're able to relate to you much easier. It's similar to touch points on Facebook and making sales. People try and hit home runs or a hole in ones every single day. But if you chip at it away every single day by making a new post, sending in another email, and the more that they subscribe to you, the more those touch points are gonna happen and it makes it easier to get to the sale. So both of those things, if you're able to uh, um, touch people on a similar level of similar hobbies, similar uh, types of locations that you visited, you know, all those different things, and also touch points in sales by sending emails, uh, doing lives, you know, all the different content points. I mean, those are kind of go hand in hand, obviously, um, because you know, like if you send 20 different emails of just business, people are going to tune that out. So that's why it's good to have both. And so in doing so, you're going to do number four, which is going to increase your performance. And number four, Brian, you can tell us what number four is for having a successful business. So I just want to split up Brandon's. So when Brandon was talking, we talked talking about content effectively. So yeah. Brandon was talking about different types of content, varying that content up. So not just sales, lifestyle. As you say, like I, I include my kids in my in my content because obviously I'm a dad of the three kids, soon to be four, and it's like obviously that's a wow. massive part of my life. So I, I include that. If I go to football, I'll probably include that. Not like I can do it anymore because standing up actually hurts my legs now. So that's that's going to be a content piece removed soon. But like all these different things, like to, to that variety. And then when you leverage social proof as well. So we had a, a student do five, I think actually turned into six sales in less than 24 hours of joining our program yesterday. Yep. So again, yep. we created a congratulations post and students were using that all over social media as social proof that, hey, this thing actually works. So a variety of your content, as, you, as Brandon says, don't just sell, use social proof, use your lifestyle and actually get people to know, like, and trust you, not just buy from you. And then, as Brandon said, that does move into performance. So you you can track what type of content is working and then recreate it. Or if you are brand new to the content creation out and you haven't built up an audience yet, you can go to other people's social media and track what is working. I or I constantly do this, like weekly, every other week. I will go to people that I like, know, trust, and follow, people that have my target audience in there, and I will check to see what is working, what's performing well, what isn't, and then recreate it and put my own spin on things. 
and monitoring your performance. I already know like one of my best type of reels is a silent reel with no talking, just some video and a ton of text. That gets a lot of views, it increases my subscribers on YouTube. I know that as a video that works through testing. And I can just continually churn them out and mix them up to increase my following and generate leads. But I only do that because I actually check what is working in on my content and knowing that and checking those analytics. Um, I don't know if you are just got silent, but ex that's a great way to do it. Um, I think you're actually recording on your end. So, um, oh, you're still here. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. So a bit of a, a bit of a, a technical blip. Um, so yeah, not a problem. So yeah, that is obviously how to monitor your performance, research other people's good performing content, and recreate it, which then moves on. I've already spoke about Facebook. I've spoke about YouTube, which moves on to expanding your reach, which I think Brandon, you are very clever at doing. Ah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so I there's a few ways you can do this. I, I you have to think that. Right now, the number one currency is attention. Mm -hmm. And if you can hold people's attention, then it's uh, it pays really, really well. Um, people, you have to think like the Super Bowl is coming up, right? And so the spots for 10, yeah, 10 seconds, like slot is millions and millions and millions because it holds people's attentions because most people will be like, and obviously if this is for the, only the United States, because obviously you don't have the Super Bowl in the UK, you don't really care about the Super Bowl in the UK. But um, um, with how most people, when they talk about the Super Bowl, well, not most people, but a lot of people talk about the, at least in the United States, like I'm going to go watch the, the halftime for the Super Bowl commercials because they're usually funny it's catchy and everyone's like talks about that. So that's why they're so expensive is because they grab attention. And so if you're able to grab attention and hold it or cause controversy or just get people talking about you, then you're able to do really well. Um, regardless, I mean, I call it the Trump effect mm -hmm. where essentially it doesn't matter if he said, you know, I'm going to grab her by the F or, um, you know, whatever, different things like you're fired, you know, and all the different things you said to create um, controversy in a sense. Um, Andrew Tate does the same thing. Uh, he stirs up controversy. So they essentially doesn't matter if you like him or you hate him, uh, you're still talking about him. And that is attention. So if you are able to grab attention from people, uh, then you are able to monetize that. Um, so that's how you expand your reach. Um, I'm totally blanking on his name. Hermosi um, does this very, very well with organic marketing, but obviously he does it in a way that is not the Trump effect, but just value, just constant value all the time. And like similar to Gary Vee or a lot of these um, other uh, influencers, they tend to be very value driven versus, uh, attention where you're not talking about them in a bad or, or good way. It's just all positive things. Typically like Hermosi talks about sales and business and coaching and then, and sprinkles in lifestyle with there. So that's 
also very good. So uh, the name of the game is attention. You can do this organically. Like a lot of these influencers do and they sprinkle, well, I wouldn't say Hermosi or Gary V sprinkle in uh, ads because they heavily invest in ads also. So then you can go into it where you are paying for that attention or that paying for eyeballs. And obviously the attention is what you put in your content to grab attention. And so to, like for me, I'll give you an example when, and I think we've talked about this quite a bit on the podcast, but um, when the traffic secrets book came out, there was a, a lot of hype about it. And when I read it, um, I thought it was very much like the first two books, but with sprinkled in a little bit of uh, social media and in the height of the frenzy of all the affiliate marketers uh, promoting it, I threw it in the pool and it said garbage. And I had a video of it and uh, it landed right in the pool or it skipped, I think, and then landed in the pool. And I posted it in the Facebook group and it got a lot of attention. And so, um, and then people started talking about me and sure you could either like me or hate me for throwing the pool, um, the book in the pool, but it still got the attention of everyone. People were talking about it all over. So uh, that's how you can expand your reach by doing things that kind of go against the grain. And that's a great way to pretty much uh, expand your reach. Do you have any suggestions on how you can expand your reach, Brian? So as Brandon said, like being a bit polar, not too like batshit crazy, but being a little right, bit right, polar right. to actually stand out from the crowd. Do not be a sheep. It doesn't work. Um, you're not going to get anywhere fast or slow by just being a sheep. You need to have your own opinion and not be scared of your own opinion or the backlash that comes from it. Then from there, like creating that type of content. Now, if reels were out back then, this probably, the traffic secrets going in the pool probably would have been a viral reel. Right. And what Brandon would have done at that stage was took that reel or took that video uh, and put it on Facebook reels, TikTok reels, no, TikToks, Instagram reels, YouTube shorts, and it would have blown up. We've done a test last year about like just sharing it to one platform because everyone says at the start, don't you? Pick a primary platform and just master that. And it actually makes me laugh a little bit because what we've done is we we tested it by just having it on one platform and then putting it on every other platform. And we actually eight we increased our reach by eight times by sharing on other people other platforms mainly because people like to consume their content in different ways. People will just stick to TikTok and watch TikToks. People will just stick to Instagram and just watch the reels or YouTube shorts. People will just binge watch YouTube. Now, if you are just staying on one platform, you don't have to master them. You just have to use the same content and put it out there. You will attract a bigger reach by using platforms that not just you, but everybody in your target audience likes. Yeah. And, and it kind of goes back to number uh, three, where we, or number two, rather, where it's, you have to, whatever one it was, you have to have those touch points with people. And they, the more that they see you, they might not see the comp, maybe they're scrolling through Facebook and they're on Instagram, you know, with, for another thing, but maybe they don't see you on the first one, but they see you on the second one. So it allows for more uh, opportunities for people to see your content 
that subscribe to multiple uh, avenues of yours, but the algorithm maybe might not have just showed them that piece of content that might be the piece that allows them to convert. So there's a lot of different options with that using being able to post different content on different platforms. Not only that with technology today, it doesn't take a lot of extra time uh, to post on these other platforms. Um, so that's another thing. Also, a lot of the, the content is kind of interchangeable, like we were talking about with reels, shorts, uh, well, all sorts of all the different platforms, because now you can strip the uh, watermarks, say off TikTok and post it to the other three pretty easily. And then it, obviously there's other tools that you can use to strip the audio, turn it into a blog post, you know, all sorts of different crazy things. So definitely uh, like, and it's easier today than ever to get even further reach and allow you to uh, have people see your content that might not see it on another platform just because of the algorithm. So uh, it is important to throw, like you said, throw it on these other platforms. You don't need to be a master at them and it takes maybe an extra minute or two, but it's well worth the eight, 10 or eight to 10 to 20 times uh, X the reach for a very little time. The, the uh, return on investment is very large in that aspect. 100% guys. So there are our five tips to building a successful affiliate marketing business. If you've liked a bit or if you like the podcast, please subscribe, like, drop us a message. Let us know what you've liked and what you want to hear. And we will see you in the next video. Peace.